0: hey guys this is ej all with the wolverine and we're back with another wolverine live recruiting show here on our youtube channel if you're not already a subscriber uh, to our youtube channel make sure to hit that subscribe button it is completely free like this video it helps us get in front of other michigan fans so subscribe and like uh we're here for half an hour to answer your michigan recruiting questions this is the free show So get your questions in and I will answer them. If you missed Tuesday night's show with Zach Libby, we talked a lot about on three's newest rankings for the 2024 recruiting class. So uh, watch the replay here on our YouTube show. Just a quick reminder to subscribe to the Wolverine.com today. You can get an annual membership for $99.99 or a monthly membership for $9.99 over at the Wolverine.com today that gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and so much more. Plus you get to be part of a great message board community over on the fort with more than 8,000 unique Michigan fans. Come and join the discussion and get your premium insider recruiting information for $99.99 for a year or $9.99 for a month. All right. It looks like we already have a few questions. And like I said, guys, this is the free show. But if you do want to contribute to our travel budget, football season is right around the corner. Hit that donate button. It's the little uh, money symbol there in the chat box. That super chat money goes directly to our travel budget. So we can go around and see all the Michigan commits and remaining targets. Um, But again, this is the free show. You don't necessarily have to do that. You can just get your question in. Let's go ahead and go to our first question from Jeff M. And he says, If Bryce Underwood verbally commits to Michigan on January 6th, will Jaden Davis flip his commitment? It seems unlikely Davis would start ahead of Underwood in 2025 or in later years. So, no, it actually lines up perfectly for Michigan, I guess. Uh, Jaden Davis would be making – I mean, he already made his commitment to Michigan, obviously, but he would be signing his national letter of intent in December. He is an early enrollee, so he would already be enrolled at or already have signed with Michigan and be preparing to enroll at Michigan by the time Bryce Underwood makes his decision in January. Remember A lot of guys don't sign during the late period anymore. Most guys sign during the early period, and with Davis being an early enrollee, I don't think the Underwood decision would have any effect on him. He can't just get out of his LOI because Michigan landed a 2025 quarterback. Now, if Michigan does land Bryce Underwood, then, yeah, I could definitely see that situation. Look, Jaden Davis is a quality quarterback. He's a safe take this cycle has one of the highest floors in a very, very weak year at the position. He's a field general. He processes things. Well, he's a great fit for Michigan's offense, but on the flip side of the coin, Bryce Underwood is an absolute stud. He's a five-star recruit. He's the number one overall recruit in the country uh, per on three per ESPN, the number one quarterback in 2025 per all the services. I mean, This guy is a can't-miss prospect. He's a unicorn. He is um, the biggest fish on Michigan's board next cycle. So, you know, I don't think Bryce Underwood really cares about Jaden Davis being committed. On the flip side of the coin, you know, Jaden Davis will have signed already, so it won't really matter. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you're Michigan, you obviously are all in on Bryce Underwood. And that's exactly what they've been doing. Kirk Campbell, Michigan's quarterback's coach, has done a fantastic job of recruiting Bryce early on. He's been to campus on multiple occasions over the last several months. Michigan has uh, a lot of steam in this recruitment. They're the leader on the on-three recruiting prediction machine. You know, there are some schools in the South that Underwood really, really likes, including LSU, who I would probably put ahead of Ohio State and Michigan State uh, here on this prediction machine. But, um, yeah, Michigan in a good spot. Uh, But I don't think, you know, a Bryce Underwood commitment would uh, affect Jaden Davis at all. Let's go ahead and go down to Nick Koston. And he says, what's going on with Jacob Smith? So, yeah, definitely an interesting situation brewing here with Jacob Smith, four-star edge out of Cheshire Academy in Connecticut, the brother of four-star Michigan defensive line commit. Gerard Smith, Michigan, the heavy leader on the on-three prediction machine with a 94.1% chance of landing him. He was set to make his decision tomorrow. Um, There were some uh, predictions in for him today, and sounds like uh, there were some – this is just hearsay. I didn't see anything. I was actually catching up on something else, but uh, some hearsay that there were some leaks in regard to – his commitment. And so he has technically postponed. Now, could you still see a decision tomorrow? I would not completely rule it out. Um, Jacob has a a really interesting and quirky personality. I always enjoy my interactions with him. So I wouldn't be shocked if a decision still comes tomorrow, but as of right now, it has been postponed. So we'll see. There has been no, Later date set at this time, you saw Jacob tweet out a simple emoji that said it uh, It takes time – or a simple tweet that said it takes time with a golfing emoji. Um, it's a Michigan-Nebraska battle here. Had he committed tomorrow, I, I would have fully expected it to be Michigan. I haven't lost confidence in Michigan. I'm wondering if this is more of a situation where the media leaks had more play in it than him having any type of issue with Michigan Um, and and you see the Jacob Smith tweet here. This takes time with a golf swing emoji. But yeah, I mean, I I still think Jacob's going to make a decision relatively soon, whether it is tomorrow or later in the week or later in the month, I don't see him taking it into his senior season. He told me that uh, he without a doubt wanted to make a commitment before his senior year. So right now I have no reason to change my prediction off of Michigan. It's definitely an interesting situation and we'll see, you know, if anything comes of it tomorrow and and in coming days, if he actually doesn't make a decision tomorrow. Um, But that's about it with Jacob Smith for now. I'm still gathering more information and checking in with sources, actually a source I checked in with right before this show started on the Michigan end told me it was it was news to them that he was delaying his decision. So it uh, throws another wrinkle in that, uh, in that recruitment. So we'll see what transpires right now. Again, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he still makes his decision tomorrow. And I also have no reason to switch my pick off Michigan, um, but we're continuing to gather details on the situation. Um, let's go down to Mitchell Cotton. And he says, you've said, Quarterback is historically weak. What do you feel are the sh- three strongest position groups this cycle? Um, I think edge is really, really deep. You know, Michigan didn't necessarily land the uh, Dylan Stewart's of the world, but they the, the position group is so deep. I really like uh, the guys they've, they've gotten so far. You know, Devin Baxter now ranked inside the top – 200 has a tremendous upside. I, I think Dominic Nichols is underrated as a, a three-star recruit. Elias Rudolph was once considered a top 50 prospect nationally by on three. If they do end up getting Jacob Smith, that's another four-star. Um, so, yeah, I think the uh, the edge position is, is deep from a national perspective. I think there are a lot of talented pass rushers this cycle, and Michigan should definitely – be um excited about their haul um i think tight end this year was really really strong i believe there were seven tight ends in the top 100 or something like that it's a it's a really really good year at that position michigan obviously has one of the best tight ends in the country committed in brady pre who uh, is a top 100 recruit on the industry rankings, was just uh, dropped a few spots on on three just outside of the top 100 on on three. But from an industry perspective, he is a top 100 recruit. And Michigan also has Hogan Hansen committed, who's another on 300 prospect uh, at the tight end position. So that group is definitely loaded on a national uh, perspective. I think Michigan got two really good ones there. So great job by uh, Grant Newsom winning those guys over. Um, and then I guess a third position group would be... Hmm, a third position group would probably be... Hmm, I, I think it's definitely tight end and edge are the two deepest position groups as a whole. Um, I wouldn't say there are any other special groups. I think there are really good groups across the board. I think, you know, quarterback is is definitely the weakest by far. I think 25 as a whole has more talent than 24. I don't love the 24 class in general, um, but I, I do think that 25 has a lot of deep position groups, especially in the secondary. And when you look at Michigan kind of sh- – Struggling a bit here with secondary recruiting. If they don't land Aaron Scott and Zaquan Patterson, that creates a huge question mark. Um, You know, 25 is absolutely loaded. There are a lot of options there. Michigan already has a commit from Chris Ewald. So I think 25 just has more talent uh, from an overall perspective. And quarterbacks are are great too. And it, it all starts obviously with Bryce Underwood. Let's go ahead and go down to... Alvon Caruthers, and he says, what is a recruiting class ranking? Um, Well, Michigan is currently ranked number five in the on three industry rankings. And the way on three calculates the class ranking is they take the top 12 or 13 commits. So they don't reward just massive classes. Um, So for now, it's the top 13 or 14 commits. They create an average based on those commits and add up the points and that's how it spews out the class ranking. So Michigan ranked number 5. As things stand today, I probably don't see them sticking in in the top 5 just because of the amount of commits Michigan already has. You see uh, they have 25 commits already and some of the teams behind them like USC and and Texas A&M haven't even reached 20 yet. So Um, yeah, I think, uh, at the end of the cycle, Michigan will probably finish in the top 10, but keeping that top five status will be a little difficult, you know, and and the teams ahead of them. I mean, Alabama, Florida have less commits than Michigan right now. So, uh, you know, Ohio state, I think, uh, moving past any of these guys, Georgia, Ohio state, Florida, Alabama will be tough. And then staying in front of teams like USC and Texas A&M, and maybe some others that, don't have as many commits um, will be tough as well, but overall it's a really good class, you know, only one top 100 recruit on, on three, you know, if the rankings ended today, uh, Michigan would just finish with one on three top 100 recruit, but they would finish with 12 on 300 recruits. So um, they're not necessarily landing the elite of the elites, at least according to on three but they are landing some really, really good prospects. Michigan has some great three-star evaluations as well. So overall, it's definitely an upgrade over last cycle, which was uh, a, a disappointing recruiting year. Let's go down to Butter XO and he says, do you think Aaron Scott uh, is really coming or is he trolling with the cleats? So top 100 cornerback Aaron Scott out of Springfield, Ohio. Was spotted at a seven-on-seven tournament this week, rocking Michigan cleats. He is obviously down to Ohio State and Michigan. Ohio State still has the commanding lead on the on-three recruiting prediction machine, though this has been a much tighter race than I'm sure the Buckeyes really expected. Uh, As of today, Scott has not informed coaching staffs of his decision. He's still taking his time leading up to the uh, July 30th decision date. I do think Michigan, you know, is still very much in play here. I still think it's a tight race. Uh, I don't think Aaron Scott is trolling with the cleats. Uh, For some reason, guys just are able to get their hands on Michigan cleats. I don't know why, but I I feel like I see Michigan cleats on just so many kids in general. Um, I remember I was in New Orleans like this offseason and there was a kid wearing Michigan cleats. And I'm like, who's this kid? And I went up and asked him and I was like, dude, are you, uh, getting recruited by Michigan? I cover Michigan. And he was like, no, I just got the cleats. I'm like, how do these kids just get all these cleats from Michigan in particular? But obviously you have the junkman man logo and, uh, the cleat, the Michigan cleats actually pair well with his high school's colors. They, they are also, um, I think Springfield's more of a yellow than a maize, and, and they're a little bit of a lighter blue, but the color scheme still goes together. Um, So I think he wore them as kind of a matching outfit and obviously he's still considering Michigan. So I don't think he was trying to troll. I think it was just, you know, whatever. I also don't think that Aaron Scott really knew there was going to be, you know, reporters out there or anything. He's just at a high school seven-on-seven tournament or getting some extra work with his high school seven-on-seven team. So I don't think it was a troll attempt at all. I think he's still strongly considering Michigan I know those on the Michigan side still believe they are in this recruitment so um, yeah that's you know about it with Aaron Scott you know it's still uh, a battle and Michigan's still working hard behind the scenes let's go down to actually before we move on to our next question guys just a quick reminder we have more than a hundred people on the show now when I uh, introduced this show uh, there were still people filing in so Make sure to like this video, help us get in front of other Michigan fans and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's completely free. And if you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, you can subscribe today for $99 for one year or $9.99 for uh, a month. You can sign up on the the monthly plan for $9.99. That gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information with the uh, season right around the corner and so much more. Plus a great message for community uh, so make sure to sign up today at the and also if you have a super chat you can skip the line like noel soto who doesn't have uh, um a question just has a comment he says uh, viva mexico well yes i am mexican so viva mexico saludos a todos um glad everybody's here on this show of all ethnicities uh let's go down to d sullivan and he says, compare your experience with the uh, fan bases of Texas, Notre Dame, and Michigan. Uh, the, fan- I mean, Notre Dame shouldn't really count, man. Like, I-, I was only on the Notre Dame beat for three months, and it was just a placeholder so I could get to Michigan. Uh, as soon as Brandon Brown, who was the former reporter at the Wolverine, um, left, I, I immediately made the the slide over to Michigan so Notre Dame shouldn't even count and honestly that was a terrible experience <laughs> man Notre Dame was an awful beat one and the fans are terrible too like they're just I think they're right up there with Texas A&M as the worst fan base ever Texas and Michigan are pretty similar fan bases I mean you have your guys that are that are kind of crazy but overall pretty even keel fan bases uh pretty similar schools i think covering michigan has been really really similar to covering texas i've really enjoyed my time on both beats i uh i feel like i left texas on a good note um i have nothing bad to say about texas it was a great experience you know it'll always be home for me being a, a native texan as well so you know, I uh, I think both fan bases are great. I've enjoyed my time with both fan bases. And I'm actually just a few months away, even though it doesn't seem like it, I'm just a few months away from being on the Michigan beat as long as I was on the Texas beat. So really excited about that date coming up. I've uh, obviously enjoyed my time on the Michigan beat as well. Uh, it's been my favorite beat so far. So shout out to you guys for making it a... Uh, a great experience. Um, David DeLeese says, any word on Aaron Scott and Justin Scott possibly showing up to the Michigan barbecue weekend? So with Justin Scott, I would say no. Obviously, with him committing to Ohio State, um, don't think there's much there anymore. With Aaron Scott, and you see Justin Scott getting pulled up now, yeah, I mean, I think his commitment kind of just threw things off. There was obviously talks about him potentially coming in for the barbecue, but, uh, with him off the board, committing to the Buckeyes, just don't really see that happening. But with Aaron Scott, I think there could be a potential visit, maybe not for the barbecue since he's pretty much committing that day. His decision date is July 30th, but the dead period opens up for, I think it's like five days. So I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan does get him on campus. And if he does make it to Ohio state, like, uh, I was going to write this about Zayquan Patterson as well. Like Zayquan's trying to visit Miami and then make his way to Michigan for the barbecue. So I could see something like that for Aaron Scott, where he gets one last look at both schools, maybe a little bit more in an incognito mode as he gets ready to make his decision. So um, yeah, nothing on Justin Scott, but I wouldn't rule out an Aaron Scott visit here at the end of the month before his decision. Let's go down to Mitchell M. If you had to pick today, would Michigan get Zaquan Patterson and Gatlin Bear? I think with Patterson planning to come back for the barbecue, man, that's really giving me an encouraging sign. Look, Miami's going to be tough to beat. I've always said, you know, recruitments uh, where Michigan's facing Miami aren't necessarily fair. Miami obviously has a, a ton going on from an NIL perspective that Michigan does not. But even on top of that, you add in the factors that, Zaquon is a a South Florida native Miami's the hometown program. They've been recruiting him forever. So it's not just, you know, about NIL in this situation, Miami is a true player for factors outside of that. Uh, at the same time, he loves Michigan, man. He's been here a ton. Coming back for the barbecue would be huge. If he decides to take his recruitment into the fall or potentially the winter that gives Michigan an opportunity to host him for an official visit. So, um, if I had to pick today, I, I think the safe bet is Miami, but I really like Michigan as a dark horse pick for sure. Um, and then with Gatlin Bear, if I had to pick today, it would probably be Michigan, but there's still a little bit of work to do with the top 100 wide receiver out of of Idaho, out of Ohio, um, out of Idaho. So Gatlin Bear uh, is down to Michigan, Oregon, and Boise State. He did make an OV to oregon uh last month also made one to michigan and is now taking a multi-day unofficial visit to boise state at the end of the month i think michigan's ahead of oregon i think they're ahead of boise state for now but that visit is interesting um you know it's obviously the home state program you think you know you think michigan boise state recruiting battle obviously you give the edge to michigan but he really likes that boise state coaching staff he Really likes the uh, potential opportunity to become the hometown hero. So I definitely wouldn't dismiss Boise State. That's why I haven't put in a prediction yet. Uh, But the Wolverines obviously trending on the on three recruiting prediction machine. Let's go down to Kyle Tobias. And he says, any concerns about Sharon Moore and Northwestern? Um, You know, I think we'll have to see how it plays out. If he interviews and things progress there, then definitely will be some concern, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, obviously Michigan has five offensive line commits. They're in play for a six offensive lineman and on 300 tackle Bennett Warren. So, you know, if Jerome Moore were to leave and take that Northwestern gig, how would that affect the guys already committed considering this is a great class with Andrew Sprague and Blake Frazier and um, Jake Winera and those guys. So um, yeah, I think it would have an impact. It would especially have an impact for, 2025 and sharon moore is just a great recruiter overall he's had a, his hand in a lot of recruitments including a marion stewart uh, sharon's obviously the area recruiter in chicagoland he has great connections there he's been a big reason michigan's been able to um, continue to build that pipeline over the last few years so would be a really really big loss from a recruiting standpoint at the same time you know all of that is just pure speculation just to answer the question i i don't think Sharon Moore would go to Northwestern. I think he's one of the top young coaches in the country, uh, one of the best recruiters in the country as well. So Sharon Moore is going to have plenty of opportunities, could potentially have the opportunity to be the head coach of Michigan one day. Uh, but he'll have plenty of opportunities elsewhere that are probably better situations than Northwestern. He might even have some pro opportunities. So I think if I were Sharon Moore, I would probably – Waited out uh, but for question from a question standpoint I would say I'm not really concerned right now until you know there's some more buzz or, or reports on that let's go down to Victor Rodriguez and he says outside of secondary are there any positions that Michigan will continue to recruit going into the season seems like they by then will be pretty much wrapped up so obviously you know there's some decisions coming up with wide receiver depending on how that goes Michigan could circle back to some guys like let's say they miss on Jordan's ship. Um, and, you know, Gatlin bears technically a 2026 recruit. So I wouldn't factor him in so much, but let's say they miss on Jordan's ship. They could potentially circle back to some other options there. They're going to continue to recruit uh, Ryan Wingo. So we'll see how things shake out there. You know, six offensive linemen uh, isn't necessarily in need, but they are keeping in contact with Bennett Warren. He could possibly take his decision into the fall. So We'll see how uh, how that one shapes out, but I think the more important position would be nose. Uh, you know, it seemed like David Poly Poly was a lock to end up at Michigan. Obviously, he committed to USC, and then Justin Scott. You know, there was a lot of buzz in the background about Michigan, and then he abruptly committed to Ohio State. So they still need a true nose. There are flex guys in this class that could play the nose. Owen Wayful if you want more of that short, compact nose or manual beagle, if you want a guy that can add a lot of weight and is really athletic. Um, But, you know, I I still think Michigan could opt to look for a true nose. So that's definitely a position to watch out for. Uh, Jacob Helderman says, how do you feel about our chances with Jordan Ship?" I don't feel any different today than I did yesterday. There still seems to be, Optimism on both sides with Michigan and North Carolina. I think this is a really close race. I don't have a prediction in. Uh, Michigan is the leader on the on free recruiting prediction machine with a 79% chance of landing him. Um, But yeah, I, I think that's a recruitment that can go either way. So I think we'll have more in coming days as that decision is set for Sunday. Let's go down to uh vince aluzu he says does michigan have any shot with kyan mcdonald jay ross L richardson brayden platter mckay white i know they are long shots but white still has a cb on 24 7. so start off with kyan mcdonald um he's a four-star defensive back out of the pacific northwest with db's kind of flying off the board he's a guy they could circle back to but nothing uh too much to report on there right now jason ross uh, is a four-star athlete out of Missouri. He named Michigan in his top five, but am uh, told the Wolverines are not actively recruiting him. Friedel Richardson, a uh, four-star wide receiver out of Tampa, was going to make an official visit to Michigan at the end of ju- at the end of June. That did not happen. So as things stand right now, nothing really shaking there. Brayden Platt uh, is down to Oregon and Oklahoma, so nothing there. And Makai White, Michigan, hasn't really been actively recruiting him for um, some time. So not really expecting much there. Let's go down to Mitchell Cotton. He says, why is Micah Capana ranked so low? He's got prototypical height and weight, verified speed, and literally can't play better competition while putting up video game numbers. How is he ranked so low? Um, So actually on three uh, rankings director, Charles Power, gave an explanation today, and he just said they basically just want to see more carries from him, even though he put up a ton of numbers last year. It came up later in the season, and while Bishop Gorman plays great competition, uh, it's really the top half of the schedule where the competition's great. When they start playing Vegas schools, they literally run them out of the building, and that's where uh, a lot of Capana's production came from. So he split carries last year. He's going to be more of a bell cow this year. I think seeing him against that top competition in the first half of the schedule will really help with his ranking. But look, I really like Kapana. I think he's easily going to be a four-star prospect by the end of this cycle. Like you said, he has a great build. He has the speed. Uh, He plays at one of the best high schools in the country. So I think with him being the full-time back at Gorman this year, he'll have a lot more eyes on him. And I think if he puts up similar production in that first half of the schedule, uh, that ranking will easily move up. Justin said, uh, Justin says, could we flip Justin Scott if we beat Ohio State? I'm going to say no right now uh, just based on you know several factors that went on in that recruitment, but you never know. Look, if Michigan has a strong season on the field again, as expected, if they beat Ohio State for the third straight year, they're Ah, uh, Big Ten champions again. I think you know they'll be in play with some recruits. But, you know, Justin Scott, maybe, maybe not, but you know, Aaron Scott potentially if he commits to Ohio State or uh, Boo Carter, who's currently t- committed to Tennessee. I mean, Michigan's going to continue to work on some of these guys as the season progresses. Let's go down to. Uh, oh, also, thank you to our sponsor, Lewis Jewelers. Um, Guys, if you haven't gotten that special gift for that special woman in your life, make sure to go to lewisjewelers.com and get your diamond for the special woman or get the diamond for yourself uh, over at lewisjewelers.com. They've been serving Ann Arbor since the 1920s, so more than 100 years in business. If you need a diamond, Lewis Jewelers is the store. For you. All right, guys, we've gone over 30 minutes. Let's go with some uh, rapid fire. KS says Is Mantra's Walker flipping to OU? Um, No, I don't think he's flipping to OU, but I would be a little concerned about his commitment. It's so early. Look, uh, Walker, uh, 2025 linebacker out of Georgia, gave Michigan a commitment in February, but Still listening to some other schools, including Oklahoma. He's actually slated to visit Miami at the end of the month instead of making it back to Michigan for the barbecue. So I think a long way to go there, and we'll just see how things play out. Um, Mitchell Cotton says, In your opinion, why isn't Michigan upping their NIL game? It's a little embarrassing getting recruits by by 5-7 and Florida when we're top five program slash destination in the country. That's just not how uh, Michigan plays, man. Like, they – They want to do things the right way, and they're trying to do that with Empower. Um, They're trying to create what an NIL program should be, whether, you know, you disagree or agree with that. Um, They're just not going to give guys money up front. They want to take care of guys on the team first. They want to make sure they're doing it the Michigan way, and that's their stance, and I don't think it's going to really change. Let's go down to David DeLees and he says, does Lewis Jewelers sponsor the buffs for the turnovers? I'm not sure. Maybe they do. But if uh, you need some products, make sure to go over uh, to lewisjewelers.com. But yeah, guys, I think that was our last question from David DeLees. So thank you guys for joining um, tonight's show. Gracias a todos. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to our youtube channel and make sure to subscribe to the wolverine.com remember it's 99.99 for a year or 9.99 for a month uh, and we'll be back next week for our tuesday show so make sure to lock in on our Wolverine youtube channel